and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. I have a super special message for anyone with high school kids. Listen up. If your child feels bullied, lacks confidence, or gets caught up in the drama of teenage life, they need to check out my new Dream Life Teen Journal. Go to dreamlifeteen.com to get access to the book and my free affirmation wallpapers and parent teen activity list. Check out dreamlifeteen.com for the Dream Life Teen Journal, a 30-day guide to escaping the drama and chasing your best life today. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. We have a serial entrepreneur as our guest today and the founder of More Momentum, which is a self-improvement movement. Our guest's career began soon after college, like way back in the day, you guys, where he co-founded an off-campus student home rental company in doorstep delivery. Now, I want you to remember, this is before Grubhub, this may be even before like smartphones and <laughs> Facebook and all the what things that we have now. And, and so he had this idea, he executed it and ended up growing into 19 branches and selling for $330 million after a merger. Now, I, I want you to remember that this is before life as we know it now. So that means that when you're starting to think of an idea that doesn't yet exist yet, my guess is, is that there's people who say, well, that's crazy. I don't know. You know, like you're kind of creating new brain cells for the world when you're moving in a direction that doesn't exist. And yet years later, we now, it's now normal. It's now normal, especially right now. So after that, whether it's real estate, restaurant delivery, or one of the other adventures that he has helped pioneer, he's always had an uncanny knack for capitalizing on trends before they happen. Yeah, I see that. And his newest venture is no exception. He is tapping into the current momentum of the up and coming generation that actually realizes there is no shame and wanting to become the best version of themselves and get paid for it, right? Because the better we get, the more income comes in because we're providing a better service to the world. He is creating a movement to help people become the best versions of themselves by showing them how to focus on the five cores of life so they can fire on all cylinders and ultimately make the world a better place. Yay, he is totally up our alley, um, Dreamcaster. So big welcome to our guest, Will Moore. Thank you so much. Wow, that was such a unbelievably gracious welcome. Uh, make me sound, I'm like, wow, that guy's cool. I want to know that guy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's been an unbelievable journey. Lots to share, lots to talk about. So I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think what I'm so excited about is not only did you build businesses, but you also pioneered businesses. And I understand what that's like, meaning it's not there yet. People don't know about it yet. You're creating a new category. You're creating new brain cells. You have to, it's a bit of a, I often say in our business, it was like I, 
I walked through a field first and had to cut down all of like the trail for everyone else to follow. And I feel like you're similar. So before we jump into what you're doing now, I'd love to hear how did you get into this entrepreneurial space to begin with? Early on, I realized very quickly that I cannot work for other people. And at first I was very, I thought my brain was broken. There was something wrong with us. I got fired from like every job I did. I tried being a waiter. I, tried, I was working for Smoothie King. I'll never forget boss was like, get out of here. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I was like, you want me to clean these toilets? I was like, don't you have somebody for that? He's like, yeah, that's you. I was like, it's not just, that's not really me. And I don't want to sound like I'm all prissy, but I just, I, there were certain things where I was like, look, I want to be the captain of my own ship. I want to do my own thing. I want to figure out how this goes. I don't want to be told. And so that was just kind of how I was hardwired. I think a lot of entrepreneurs kind of have that seed in them to where they kind of have the same type of brain. You know, everybody's different. Some people are just give me structure, sit me down in an office. That's what I want. And that's great. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I want the entrepreneur path. I'm so glad I did. You definitely also have to have that like just killer. I will not quit. Blood, sweat, tears, drag me through the coals, iron hot. I mean, as a business owner yourself, I'm sure you understand that and your listeners. It's not going to be easy. It is the law of compounding that has to kick in, which is you take one step every day, step by step, day by day. Eventually, it will pay off if you really, truly believe in what you're doing and you think you have something awesome. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to get you out of bed is that core belief of like, this is going to work and this sucks right now, but I'm going to push through it and I'm going to get to the other side. We certainly had, I can talk for days about all, all the obstacles that came along in the beginning of our business, but by getting through them, we came out on the other side and, and things worked out. How, when did you decide that restaurant delivery was needed? So I was selling real estate. Um, so that was another business that uh, in terms of like you read, you know, I do feel like I'm, I'm fortunate to have this knack of sort of seeing things, trends in society. And I encourage everybody to sort of take that 10,000 foot view versus when you're following somebody else, it's so hard to be successful because somebody else, like you said earlier, they're the trailblazers. They've already whacked the bushes. They've done the hard part. They've got the head start. And you're just trying to kind of claw on unless you really feel like you can do something unique and different to what those other people have done and bring something special and, and that's going to you know change the game. I would recommend looking for areas. And there are always people. It's, it's crazy when people will say, you know, well, there's no opportunities that, you know, everything's there's already already everything out. It's like, no, every single day we're evolving so fast. And it's like the best time to be an entrepreneur because there's so many different things that are changing minute by minute, even in this coronavirus. It's like we're changing the way we work, the way we the way we interact, you know, we're on Zoom right now doing this call. We'd probably be doing that anyways, but a lot of people are going to be doing that like more permanently, right? I think businesses are going to start seeing that they don't have to pay the overhead. They don't have to have all these huge office buildings and these, and on the employee side, they don't have to commute for two hours every day to get into work. And businesses are going to start saying, wait, I had them here for nine hours a day. Meanwhile, they're at home and they're getting their work done three, four hours for the same exact work. They're just not holding the water cooler doing all these things. So part of my language. Point is things, you know, you got to kind of have, be, be looking out for those things. And I was working, so long story short, I was working with selling real estate right before the collapse in 2007, 2008-ish. I saw the writing on the wall. Our company was killing it. We sold land. It was the craziest job you'll ever know. It was like a modern day farmland. It's a whole different story. We'll have to sell it some other time. But I basically said, I need to, to switch gears here. And, and so I was literally in Orlando, Florida. I was looking up at these condos that were all being built around me. And I said, real estate's about to come to a crashing halt. What do people need? And I thought, 
food, pizza and Chinese. So I was a healthy guy at the time. I was like, pizza and Chinese, that's all we, the only choice that you had. I was like, there's got to be something else besides that that you can actually get. Like, I want my sushi. I want my greens and, you know, all these awesome things that I like to eat that weren't for delivery. And I couldn't believe that nobody else was doing it. So I grabbed my best friend who was working at the same company at the time. I said, dude, let's do this. He thought I was crazy. He didn't come with me at first. I quit my job. Everybody thought I was crazy because it was actually right before the real estate market crash. And then things started collapsing. He's like, all right, let's do it. And then we just started building it. And we had so many stories of, of people trying to, like we had this guy that we told the, uh, our idea to that we were hoping was going to help us with the delivery. He was actually uh, owned a rickshaw company. And we're like, okay, well, we'll just do it small at first and we'll have... You know what a rickshaw is? It's like those little bicycles, like and they they drive people around, like they have them in busier cities. Uh, we're like, okay, well, we'll just have them pick up the food. That way, our cars don't have to deal with with parking and all this. And he ended up trying to steal our idea and opened up before we did because we were trying to do it the right way and laying things out. And he literally, we ordered and he delivered to our house. And we were like, hey, buddy, how you doing? And he's like, oh, I was just waiting for you guys to open up. And I was like, were you though? And he ended up, we just didn't, we said, okay, man, do your thing. That's cool. He ended up going out of business as did about 20 other competitors that tried to start up and do it. And it's because I, I do credit it to that whole, like, like I said earlier, just saying, I know this is going to work. We're going to push through no matter what. And most people just don't have that. And that is the key. You just got to have that discipline to keep going. Ooh, you saw a need. And even though you hadn't seen it before, you knew it was possible. And so you had that vision and really, it was something you would have used yourself. And I think that's something interesting to think about, you guys. What would make your life easier? What is something you would want and your friend would want? And then you can go about and creating it. And I often say that entrepreneurship is like a personal development program with a compensation plan attached. Because the more you persevere and dig deep and rise strong, um, the goal would be the more your income raises too. So throughout this journey... Let's see, you're creating the movement now to help people become the best versions of themselves. So share with me how this new business now got started. Doorstep delivery was about a nine-year journey. Towards the end, I was no longer enjoying it like I once was. You know, I didn't wake up excited to start the day. What's new? You know, what when we were growing, and that's I talk about it in my book, and that's kind of the more momentum movement. That's what it's all about. It's about growth, continual movement, because once you stop, it's all over. Uh, we're, we're meant as creatures to keep moving. That's why the whole, I want to just become really rich and sit on a beach and drink a pina colada is a myth, because I promise you, if you get that, you're going to be like, oh, this is awesome for 10 minutes. And then you're going to get bored and you'd be like, okay, now what? So once we stopped growing and it was more, we were playing defense because Grubhub, DoorDash, Amazon at the time had a food delivery, Uber Eats, everybody, these billion dollar companies are opening up all around us. And we're like, okay, the writing's on the wall. So we, we built from, we started in Orlando. We were all over South Florida. We had 19 branches throughout the Southeast. We were the largest restaurant delivery service in the Southeast. And they came out with this technology and billions of dollars in investors. And they were like giving the food away to customers. They were getting not charging the restaurants commissions. And basically we just said, okay, you know, we've got to exit, but, you know? And so there was me and my partners. I actually reached out to this guy. who was very serendipitous. I actually went through my Rolex and started calling every single person I knew that would be potentially a good merger or even be interested in buying us. We were talking to Grubhub at one time. Their offer wasn't, wasn't awesome. So we said, nope. And then we just merged with this company called Bite Squad out of Minneapolis. And basically we grew with them over the next couple of years. And then we exited 
officially with a company called Waiter Holt. So we got half stock and half cash when we did the Bite Squad merger. And then Waiter bought us. And so it was like an official exit. And that was towards the beginning of February 2019. And so then, like we were just talking about, it was like, now what? I got this big pile of money. And yes, it did feel great because after nine years of blood, sweat, and tears, you're hoping somebody's going to hand you a check, right? So that did feel nice for a short period of time. And I, I played a little golf and I kind of just relaxed for, for a few weeks and was like, ah, oh, it's like an anchor off my shoulders. But then it was like, okay. And meanwhile, on the side, for the last 25 years since college, when I hit my rock bottom bounce, I had a very rough adolescence. And in college, I hit what I call my rock bottom bounce. And I was serendipitously turned on to a self-help book. I read that book. I was like, wow, there's a different way to look at the world. Because I was your typical victim at the time. I'm sure life was out to get me. There was nothing I could do about it. And my brain was broken. And then I was literally just started to shift to, oh, wow, there's actually hope. And other people feel the way I do. And I can look at the world as an owner of my life. And I can do, I have strengths just like everybody else. And I have weaknesses just like everybody else. I'm going to focus on the strengths, figure out how to outsource the weaknesses and just go, 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 kick, take names till I reach my destination. So that all started, I became insatiable self-help beast. I started reading all these self-help books and I've been taking notes all throughout the years. And I knew at one point I'd want to turn it into a book or do something with it. So once we exited the company, I took all those notes and this is about a year ago and I just started crafting them all forming a book and now I have a four-year-old and I have an 11-month-old I'm like if nothing else it's for them to help them to not make the same mistakes I do and so it's essentially the gist of it it's these universal principles that I've learned I've tested over and over again I've used myself as a human as a science experiment and if they've proven effective they're they're going in the book and the idea is you want to stop your failure habits in each of the five main core areas of your life and replace them with success habits Failure habits, success habits. Let's talk about this. So what is the book called? More the book is going to be called Firing on All Cylinders. So I'm hoping it'll be out within the next eight to 12 months. And the app is going to go along with it. And that ties exactly into one of my biggest problems I have with self-help and personal development, whatever people, kids want to call it these days, is I hate the rah, 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 or reading a book or somebody that gets motivates you and you feel like so great. And you're like, oh my God, my life's going to change. This is going to be amazing. And then five minutes later, you don't have that system to actually implement that stuff. And the next shiny thing in this day and age of Insta generation wiggles itself in front of you. And that idea is gone. And you're on to the next failure habit that you were doing. And you just continue. You've got, in order to build habits, you have to have discipline and repeat an action over and over you got to know what those habits are and what to take the action on. And you have to have a system in place to actually make sure that you do that. And the app is exactly what that's for. I haven't seen anybody else do that. There are other habit apps out there, but to me, I've tried them all. They're so boring and it feels like homework. It's like at the end of the day, you're like, okay, yeah, I did this. I did this. But there's no excitement. And so to me, I took the 10,000 foot view and I said, how can I make this exciting to people where they're getting addicted to this app, just like they would like a Facebook or one of these other unhealthy, you know, addiction apps. And how can I make it fun to where when they're leveling up on screen, they're also leveling up in their real life. So there's a, you're a rocket ship and it's gamified and you have these five cores as your engine. And literally you're, you're holding yourself accountable every day and you're making sure that you're doing the things that you want to. You're starting slow so you're not overwhelmed and you're going to these different planets, different galaxies. So the more you actually level up and you're starting to see improvements in your life, the more you're going to explore the galaxies and meet little aliens and get prizes and upgrade your ship. So that's what will probably come out before the book. And I'm super excited about that. But that's the system I'm talking about that goes along with like, you've got to have something that's going to hold you accountable each day. And unfortunately, 
people just don't seem to be able to do that on their own without help. Um, if I just say, for instance, I want to lose weight. It's like, you, okay, great. The next day you're eating Cheetos and you forgot. It's like, you've got to have, how am I holding myself accountable? And it's like, if you have something that says, okay, this is what, this is a, a habit you need to develop, which is getting your heart rate up three days a week. How are you going to do it? And then when you, if you do it, you're getting rewarded for it. If you don't, you, you know, you're not getting rewarded and you're not leveling up your life or the game. That's amazing. I think, I mean, I think everybody's on apps these days and everybody wants to get better and to grow, but often need that roadmap for how to do it. So I think that will be a really great app to pair with the book. Once they learn these success habits, then they have the accountability. So let's talk about the five core values that you speak of in the book. All of these habits I'm talking about, they all tie to your course. The one thing I figured out along the way, and I actually didn't put the big pieces of the puzzle together until I exited from the business when I was able, I think, have finally a clear head. And I said, I'm learning all these universal principles. I'm using myself as this human science experiment. I've, so if I've read something over and over and over, I've tested it in my own life. I call it a total truth. I'm like, okay, if whether this was written a thousand years ago or a thousand years from now, it's going to hold up. And this is the principle that people are going to want to do. And then I started thinking, well, there, but there's, a, there's, there's so many of those. Like I need a, a simple way to be able to break this down so that people can focus on one area at a time without getting overwhelmed. And that's when I developed the five core system. So your five cores are your mindset, which is kind of the main first one. And that talks, that goes back to what I was talking about earlier, where it's being a victim versus an owner, being somebody that says, I have everything within me to take, take names. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to be disciplined enough to make a commitment and follow through no matter what. That's where you got to get. And once you get that, the other cores become a lot more incrementally easier to actually do. So the second core is then your career and your finances, right? So it's not just making a zillion dollars, right? It's, are you loving what you're doing? Are you taking advantage of the strengths that you have inside of you and the passion that you have inside of you? Are you putting those together and making, turning that into a career and then growing your money and building wealth from that, growing your money incrementally and making smart decisions such as investing. I go into all that stuff. And, you know, a lot of people, they have no idea how to balance a checkbook and do all these things. And so it's, the book is about giving you the basics in each area. And for me, what I've, I've found to be most successful in each core and the basic habits in each, right? And then the next one is your relationships, which I break into three areas. You've got your acquaintances and colleagues. You would fall into that, right? People you just met or recently met, even strangers. How do you treat those people? Are you constantly looking down at the phone or are you looking them in the eye? Are you smiling when people walk by? Are you, you know, people that you just at work or whatever, or that you walk by or, or see at the gym? Are you proactively trying to interact with these people, make them feel special, develop a connection? Because you never know where a relationship could go. They could become an ally. They could become your next business partner. But so many of us just go through life like this, right? Then the next one is your friends and your family. So it's, are you reaching out and spending human time with these people? Or are you just liking their picture on Facebook? And right now is probably not the best example because we're all quarantined and we can't really do that. But in general, when all this stuff ends, Hopefully this, you know, this doesn't ingrain it even more, the whole like, but although the video conferencing is cool, that's something that I've been doing with my families that I haven't been able to see that we weren't doing before, even though they live in other states, but now all of a sudden we're doing it. I'm like, oh, this is a good success habit. We need to keep. But the idea is you need to be reaching out to people. It's not okay to just like their Facebook and you can't do it with everybody. So make sure you, the, you know the people that are super important to you and continue to reach out and, and establish those connections with, because that's really going to make kind of fill your soul with that happiness. And then the last is your significant other. We don't all have, if you don't have one, that's okay. Not everybody, you know, 
wants to have one. And, and, but if you do have one, it's are you building a team together? Are you headed, you know, are you, are you growing in the same direction? Or is it like you're constantly butting heads and here you go? The next one is your physical health. That's your next core. And that's essentially looking good, feeling good, um, having the energy and stamina to propel you through life and make sure you're firing on all cylinders with these other cores. So it's things like your eating habits, uh, you're working out, uh, your sleep, all these physical things that really affect us that a lot of people don't even think about. And it's giving the basic habits to kind of help you with that. And I, there's this thing, there's an author called James Clear who wrote this book called Atomic Habits. And he uses this phrase, which I love, it's reducing friction. So with all of these things, you really want to reduce the friction to do it. So it's like, okay, if you're a late night snacker at midnight and you know you, you like you're hungry and you and you, you don't need to just force like starve yourself and be like, I'm not going to do that because that'll eventually your willpower will wear out. You want to replace that snack with something that's healthier, and it may not at first be as satisfying, but I promise you, if you keep eating that snack that's a little bit healthier, it'll become a routine and a habit, and you won't have to think about it. And all of a sudden, you're building positive momentum. And you didn't even realize it. And it's as simple as don't buy the like reduce the friction of not even having it as an option. Because if it's an option, you're going to eat it. Your final core is your emotional health and your giving back. So it's all about are you living each moment to its fullest? Do you know what you're passionate about and what gets you, makes you feel alive the most? And are you spending time doing those things and working those into your life? Or are you constantly stressed out with your like a chicken with its head in the sand? And, you know, you're just constantly looking at the what's in front of you, but, or are you looking at that big picture and saying, you know what, these are the things I love. I need to make sure that I proactively schedule them into my life. Because if you don't, trust me, as you get older, it gets harder. Before you know it, you've gone two, three months without doing something that you absolutely love and you're constantly stressed. So it talks about things like stress exercises you can do, making sure you're breathing, not dwelling on things. Dwelling is something that's in our human nature. We all tend to do. We always worry about the past and we worry about the future. It's about being present in the moment. Um, and then the last part of that emotional health and giving is the giving back part, which is so important. I think, again, when we're all, when we're inside ourselves and we're not looking at that 10,000 foot view, it's very hard to want to give back and people can't even fathom. Like, why would I give back? Like my life sucks. Somebody give to me. And again, that's that victim mentality versus owner. As you start to build momentum, you start to be happier with yourself. You start to fire on all cylinders with each of these cores. You'll find that you want to get back and you want other people to feel the same way and you want other people to be happy and for the world to be better. Awesome. Awesome. So sorry, that was a long answer to your question, but those are the five cores in a nutshell. Okay, I love it. The five core values. And as you said, you can have failure habits or success habits. And my guess is the success habits are the ones that lead to the momentum that you talk about. Can you share a bit more about the momentum that you can create through these success habits? The firing on all cylinders, the app I mentioned earlier, you know, the whole thing is you're trying to gain this momentum. That's really what it's about. And you and I talked briefly earlier where it's about continually moving, progressing in life. And as soon as you stop moving, if you're not moving, you're dying. And and that's, you might as well just go live in a van down by the river and shrivel up into a ball. You've got to continually be making progress. So within these five cores, we all have what I call failure habits that we've mostly developed. Most of us have. And, you know, these are things that are building negative momentum that are causing us to be less happy, to not move forward in life. So the whole thing is you want to shine a spotlight on each area of your life, each core and say, okay, what are the failure habits I've developed and how am I going to replace these and what are I going to replace these with, with success habits? And then you start make a commitment, you start taking action on those things. And you've got to start small because if you try to do everything at once, it ain't going to happen. You're going to become overwhelmed and be like, oh, I knew it didn't work. 
you know, so you got to start with one core at a time. And that's what the app kind of helps you to do. Again, it's the system. And I, I help, I'm using the best of science and technology to combine the form a way that I know will help you do it in a slow way so that you'll start building momentum and not even really feeling it, feeling it. And that's the cool thing about momentum. It starts slow and you don't even feel like you're going fast. And it gets faster and faster and faster. And all of a sudden you're firing on all cylinders. You're, you're, you're happy in each of these areas and you will feel the best you'll ever feel in your life. It's an amazing feeling. Ah, I love it. I often say you can live a dream 10 life in all areas of your life, but you cannot work on them all at the same time <laughs> because you truly pick one, right? And you pick one, you, you create those new habits, you become good at it. It becomes quote unquote easier because it's more normal to you. And then you can shift. I, I tell people I didn't go black diamond in my business and do a bodybuilding at the same time, a bodybuilding competition. I, I didn't write my book. And I did one thing well at a time, created momentum in that area and then could pivot. Because as you mentioned, the law of compounding, the small thing done every day. When I did the bodybuilding competition, I focused on the meal plan I had, right? She told me like what to do, how to work out and all these things to get these results. And there'd be times where I was like, is this working? Is this hard work worth the effort? Like, I don't know. But then in three weeks of that consistency, all of a sudden I'd see a huge change. And I think that is why people derail quickly because they might not see the change right away. But when you do it consistently, it may seem like a turtle <laughs> at first, but then using my children's language, it turns into a cheetah. Um, so I've seen, it sounds like you saw that same type of momentum within your business too. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. And that is what people have to understand. It's it's that Instagram kid that's making $100 million a year. Do not look at that guy and go, well, that's what I want. I want it now. Because there's always going to be one-off examples of that type of stuff. But 99.9% .9 of people that have become truly happy and truly successful in life, they understand that it's a journey. And that's why I said back then, you need to figure out the things that you love, that you're passionate about, and incorporate those in your life in all of these courses. Like, for instance... You know, if it's your business, I was really passionate about what I was doing with doorstep delivery in the beginning. And then towards the end, it started to not be passionate. I was like, I need out. This is, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. And now I'm enjoying, really enjoying what I'm doing with this. And physical health, you know, don't just work out to work out. What do you like to do? I like to play basketball. I like to play golf. I can walk 18 holes of golf. I don't ever take a cart. And it's like walking several miles. I play basketball for two hours. I don't even blink and feel like it was exercise. I work out. When I do weights, I listen to podcasts, I listen to books, I'm working out. You know, you want to make sure you're not just forcing yourself because again, willpower is temporary. It will eventually wear out. So you need to make sure it's something that you can try to incorporate with what you like. And so everybody's kind of unique and different. And then once you do build that habit, it's pretty cool because habits don't care if they're good or bad, help or hurt us. Once they're in and they dug their claws in, they're either going to help or they're going to hurt us. And so, yes, there's a hump that you have to get over to get rid of a bad one. And there's that front loaded work. If you're able to push through that, once it's set and developed, it's going to be working for you automatically and helping you in the background. And you're not even thinking about it. Yeah. That's what's cool. One thing I've noticed now that I have two boys, they're ages nine and six, is that Every few months, we have a new family schedule or every couple years or maybe one every I have a new goal. So my habits or my priorities 
change based on summertime, school time, if I have a business goal, if I have a physical goal, if I'm training for a race, if I'm... So I find that you can change, be intentional about what you're putting on your calendar based on your current goal. And sometimes we have to be thoughtful about like, oh, okay, my kids are now home now for the whole rest of the year. They won't go back until September, hopefully, right? Um, but life still has to go on. And so how do we have this new normal? How do I create new good success habits now that life has changed for me? And so we have, we've started um, at four o'clock, we do gym. So gym is, we, we, we did a, yeah, we did a quarter mile trail around our yard and we all, my boys and I run at least four laps we started yesterday, so and right now it's snowing. So we'll see how long it goes. Yeah. But that's the goal, right? Is to create these new habits well, together. Yeah. But it's interesting. How, pivot, you say, okay, well, we can't yeah, go outside. Yeah. So what can we do to move that's fun, right? Yeah. And you're gonna figure that out. That's exactly it's such a good point. You gotta be flexible. Life changes for this whole coronavirus. Nobody saw this coming. And yes, you may have had your habit of going to the gym three days a week or whatever yeah. it was for exercise, and that's no longer an option. So now what? For me, I work out almost every day with my kids. Literally, my kid jumps on my back. We do push-ups. It's fun. It's a game. Again, it's incorporating something that's playful and fun and I'm enjoying, he's enjoying. And yeah, I mean, the push-ups aren't perfect. Sometimes he's on the right side of me and I'm kind of like, get exactly on my back so that I can get equal. You know, but it's a good time and we wrestle and I'm getting my heart rate up and, you know, we're doing these things. And then on the weekend, my wife and I have two sessions on Saturday and Sunday where the kids are kind of off playing to the side and I'm doing, I'm doing uh, my lifting and she's doing her, she's got her YouTube videos and she does these workout videos and these things. So we both had to adjust and pivot and we've kind of, now we've developed this routine and it's working and it's great. And then once it's over, you know, we'll go back to the other thing that, that worked as well, but you can't just sort of say well, and I guarantee there's a lot of people that are home that are overeating, yeah. uh, drinking. Guarantee there's a lot of wine bottles and trash cans right now. Uh, Especially when you have children home all day. That is true. Right. And I'm not <laughs> knocking that because we're one of them. Um, you got to also balance that out, right? If yeah. you're doing that and then you're not working out, then you're in trouble. Well, and I think that's really, it, it's such a good, good thought for our listeners, right? When we want to develop these success habits, we also have to be flexible in that and intentional. So for example, when I created my e-course, it was summertime and I thought, I can't do it. My children are home. I don't understand. I had to recreate, I had to have new habits. I had to reprioritize. I had to get help for three days. I had to do something different so that I could adjust and hit my goal. Now, you talk a lot about how these success habits not only will help you in your business and your health and your relationships, but will also help you to become the best version of yourself. Tell me a bit about why becoming the best version of yourself is something we all can strive for and why it matters. So my mission, since I started this whole thing, the more the, the momentum movement, what I'm hoping will catch on is, you know, I don't, it's hard not to be cheesy with things that you do, especially when it comes to personal development. So I'm kind of trying to shift the whole perception and being like, and people like Gary B, are you familiar with him? Mm -hmm. Even though yeah. I don't necessarily agree with his style, he's a little bit more abrasive in your face. I got to give him credit that he's opening people's minds to being like leveling up is cool. Like I, I do want to be the best version of myself. Why not? And however, whatever it takes to, to do that, you know, I think great. And so my whole mission is help people become the best version of themselves so they can in turn pay it forward to help the world become the best version of itself. 
And the whole thing with that is, you know, you help people feel good and become happy inside. They are going to then naturally want to spread it. People they interact with are going to feel it. They're going to start, you know, picking up on, oh, that, you know, he's doing that or, you know, she's doing that. And and that's something I want to do. And they're going to start wanting to mimic. People want to mimic and do things of successful people that are happy. And so I figured the more we're able, I'm able to help people do that. And obviously, you know, it's not rocket science, becoming the happiest version of yourself. That's, I think if we all had one wish, we may not even realize it, but that should be everybody's wish. Like, I just want to be as happy as possible. Not, I want a billion dollars, not, I want this, I want that. Because happiness is the root of it all. No matter what material things or what else is going on around you and you think you want, you just want to be happy. And whether that looks like living in a 600 foot apartment but it's by the beach and you are loving life and you have enough money to buy your groceries and cook your meals each day, or you're living in a $10 million house and, and flying jets around, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You just, you want to feel that soul feeling happiness. And to me, to do that, you've got to understand each of these five pores, stop those failure habits in each, replace them with success habits, build the momentum every single day. And as you're doing that, you will start to feel amazing. You just can't not. And again, it's the compounding. It's not going to happen overnight. And you don't want to start with them all. And to address something you said earlier, don't feel guilty because you're not firing on all cylinders all the time. That's not how it works. You know, think you got to be pivot. You got to be flexible. Certain times in your life, you're going to be focusing more on your career and finances. Right now, we're all at home. We're stuck. Relationships is a big part of it. Let's, Let's use this as an opportunity to reconnect with people, to reconnect with our kids our significant other to, to start forming success habits now that may we may have been taking for granted because maybe we were working too much or we were whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, you know what? My relationship could be better. And now's the time to focus on it. So it's being aware of that 10,000 foot view and being able to see opportunities that come along and making sure that you're continually moving in the right direction. Yeah, I love it. It's truly intentional, you guys. It's intentional because you're being thoughtful in how you're spending your time and you're thoughtful in what you want and you're thoughtful on how you treat people. And I really believe that after these weeks of safe at home or whatever we are, (laughs) we could go in two directions. We could truly understand that we want and need each other and really value relationships. Like it could get us out of our phone when we're walking around and give people eye contact. Or we could be afraid of each other and think we all have germs and keep our head down and isolate even more. And I really believe that that we will thrive after this really recognizing that um, loneliness is often worse than stress and relationships are pretty powerful, but it's a choice and it's intentional. And I love that you're bringing that to the forefront because we do have a generation, as you mentioned in your bio, that they're like, I don't want to work in a job for 30 years and hate my life and just wait till retire to to be happy. Um, That's not the way life is anymore. There's a whole generation that understands that they can love what they do and love themselves as they grow. And so I love that you're connecting with them as well. Well said. Yeah. And even if you want to do that, you know, it's not safe anymore to just, you can't go to college, get a degree and expect to have a job for the rest of your life. It's just not how it works anymore. And especially, like I said, I think I see, we talked earlier about being on the cusp of things. This is just my two cents. I think things are going to shift away from the corporate offices I mean, you look at, like I live in Chicago, how much wasted square footage there is that could be used to be turned into green spaces or living spaces of people. And then they're wasting two hours of their day commuting to get to work. 
And then, you know, they're wasting three to four hours, you know, just bullshitting on their computer or talking to the guy at the water cooler. Meanwhile, you know, if they're home and they know exactly, okay, this is what I need to do. This is my assignment and you can get it done half or less of the time. Um, you're spending more time with your family, but we all do still need that human connection. So I haven't quite figured out how that's going to connect. There are, there's certain companies like we were, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but um, I think they're going to become more popular where it's actually sh- shared workspaces. So the company will save a lot of money because they'll still have a workspace and people congregate because we still want that. A lot of companies still want that interaction um, and people still need that. But it's a fraction of the cost of what it would be to lease your own huge space. And I think it will it'll be a combination of that and remote working that's going to take off. Well, it reminds me too of, I've, I've heard it being said that even churches may start to shift because you can get a lesson, a devotional, a sermon online. Why do people go to church? For community, for connection. And so it could even be where we get work at home, get our work done, have our meetings remotely, but yet we still plan fun stuff. And the fun stuff is the community building, but it's intentional. Instead of, at least I know where I was working, our fun stuff was around the lunch table complaining about life. (laughs) And so instead of I mean, I was a counselor. I feel like they probably, you can do remote counseling, I guess, these days. But the idea is, is that you can get your work done at home and not have to have buildings and all these things, but you still can be intentional about creating the fun work atmosphere, you know, once or twice a month where you actually get together to connect. That's exactly right. And, and that that's, this is a whole other conversation, but just briefly schools, I think that all is going to switch to when you look at how much you're spending, um, even at, like at the college level, you look at how much debt these kids are going in because they're going to the universities. And there's all that already with that. Uh, there's value for sure in that interaction. And you don't want to just have all your classes like what's going on right now from online because you need that. The, you know, I was in a fraternity, whatever, like you need that inter- that interaction. You learn and you grow a lot from that as well. But there needs to be a meet me in the middle type type solution to where we're not spending, you know, we don't come out of school with $120,000 in debt, but we still are getting both the education and the, the social. Academy. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we can thrive in all areas, but it does take intentionality. <laughs> so two last questions for you, Will. Um, and if you guys want to continue to learn from him, you can actually check out moremomentum.com and check out or go to the contact us page and put your information in. Let them know you are from the Dreamcast because he is offering a 15-minute free coaching session to get to know you and to see if his services can help you level up your life as well. He's also... And then, um, by the way, sorry to interrupt you. That's more uh-huh. M-O-O-R-E momentum. Oh, yeah. Like, Good point. Uh, my last name is more, so thank you. Good point. More momentum. And the link will be in the description box below m-o-o-r-e two last questions for you you've said that you spent time learning and growing and developing personally from that young age when you first realized oh this isn't like i can change the way that i view the world i don't have to be a victim so i'd love to hear who are some of your favorite authors books you've read or things that have been pivotal moments for your life yeah, and let me first let me apologize to the back. But you know what? This is the world we're living in now. <laughs> so get used to it, people. Um, my son's come in three times. It's okay. <laughs> right. Books. Oh my god. Well, like I said earlier, you know, I got I could go on for I'll pick some of my top. I became this insatiable self-help beast in college when I picked up that first book, which was How to Win Friends and Influence People. I was like, yes, there's hope. There's different ways to look at life. And I just I was this beast, and I was literally over the years I've read thousands and 
podcasts and seminars. Um, recently, uh, I mentioned earlier Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, habits are, and it helped me to formalize kind of my whole mission and how I'm doing things in terms of like, okay, what's the system people need to use? Because I'm tired of just hearing, this is what you need to do. And all right, now go do it. Well, how? And it's about habits. And so he does a really fantastic job of kind of breaking down how habits work, work and describing them and getting stuff like reducing friction to make sure that you stop the bad ones and do the good ones. I really, one of my all-time favorites is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I'm looking over at my books right now. I'm whole book stack. Uh, I've probably read that like 10 times. That's another timeless one. Uh, it was written a long time ago, 40s or so. And it still holds up to this day. It's just, it's, it's about the mindset part, becoming wealthy. And that just focuses on one core, financial, career and financial, which, you know, is very important to a lot of people. And that and that's okay. It should be. But remember, that's only one fifth of it. And if you spend all your time in that and you neglect the others, even if you get what you want, you're going to be like, oh man, well, what happened the last 10 years? I haven't been cultivating my relationships. My body's gone because I haven't been taking care of myself. I haven't, um, I've been stressed this whole time and now I look old and wrinkly and, and I don't have the energy. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be working all that stuff in there. We don't all want to be rich and divorced people. Let's go. <laughs> that's right. Ray Dalio principles, fantastic book. That's really helped me. Um, near y'all hooked, uh, has helped me with my app. Um, it's a really cool book that gets into the science of, how we become addicted to things and why certain things click with us and certain things don't. And I'm trying to use that in my app to, like I said, I want people to become addicted, but in a good way. And that when they're leveling up on screen, they're also leveling up in real life. And so that's kind of a really neat book to sort of give you those chips. And for any business that you're running, it will help you because it shows consumer behavior and how people think and their minds work and how here's a hook you can get to get people in. And then once you have them in, then you can, you know, share, share what you have to offer. Awesome. I love it. Well, before I la ask my last question, I do want to say thank you for taking your decade of entrepreneurial and leveling up experience and not just sitting on it yourself, but saying, all right, I want to give this information, this knowledge, this wisdom, this experience to the world to help them level up as well, not only with your book, but with your app and the movement that you're creating. So congratulations for you really saying what's next and then actually doing something because it's always easier to shrink back to what's normal, to what's comfortable, to what we understand, what we know. And you've stepped into a whole new career, a whole new um, venture, which I'm sure has its own learning curves. <laughs> so thank you for continuing to give back in that way. For sure. well, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, and I know that as an entrepreneur, like you mentioned, we have, to, I often say our personal vision is when we have a picture of our future that produces passion, passion that gets us up in the morning, right? That's like, that's that fire in the belly that we don't even hear. No, we're just like on it. We're excited because we know that what we're doing is connected to our life. Perfect. It's connected to our passions. We're like, I mean, this, it's all in alignment. Um, but in order to keep that fire lit, we have to do some things every day. Otherwise, it's very easy for it to get dim. So what are some things you do every day that you couldn't live without that keep that keeps your fire lit and yourself focused? My mantra, uh, I have a morning routine. And part of what I talk about in the book and just part of this whole five cores and developing habits, you need to develop routines because routines and habits go hand in hand. And you want to develop a routine that kind of becomes automatic and you're doing it and it's building positive momentum and you're not really thinking about it. So a quick example, one of my routines now is that every morning when I'm in the shower, I have it stacked. 
that's that word I used earlier. You're doing two different things that are um, that are helping you. Uh, and I stretch. Um, I pull. I, I tore my ACL uh, about nine months ago, or excuse me, ten months ago, playing basketball, and my meniscus was really bad. And so once I finished, I, I now realize I'm pretty much going to have to stretch for the rest of my life if I don't want things to start getting weird. And so I just developed that routine where I have a certain stretches that I'm doing the shower and as I'm doing the stretch and I, I hate stretching. It's just one of those things where, um, or at least when I started, but now I don't even think about it again because I'm actually repeating my mantra to myself. And my mantra is essentially everybody needs one. I've memorized mine. Um, you start with basically writing down the things of this is what's important to me and this is what I'm trying to build upon. And it incorporates all of your five cores. And so for me, you know, I have certain things like talk about my mindset. So today will be the healthiest and best version of myself. Uh, I'm going to make sure that I tackle fear head on and I don't take no for an answer. Um, and then the relationships part is everyone is here to love and support me. I'm going to return the favor to ensure fulfilled relationships, gain allies. So these types of things, I'm saying them to myself every morning. And it's that morning boost, that, uh, that launch pad where I come out of the shower, I've done my stretching, I've said my mantra, and then I do my other success habits of brushing, flossing. That was one I had to develop. I hated flossing. I had to develop that habit. Now it's, again, it's automatic, like make nothing, and then I have my shake, my vitamins. And so I would say a morning routine is super important. And that would be my, my biggest, for, for what you're asking, is to develop a morning routine that when you come out of it, you feel awesome and great, and you're ready to, to kick ass and, and start the day. And it, it's amazing how, because it just starts your mind in the right way. And, and then you're ready to do great things. But if you don't have one and, and you're eating for breakfast and you're, you know, you're thinking bad thoughts instead of, you know, stuff like having your mantra and you're just thinking, oh, uh, another day, I hate, I'm, you know, you're never going to get anywhere in life. You're just going to like pull yourself through the day and it's going to be miserable. Mm. Do you do a cold shower too? I don't. I do a warm shower. <laughs> My husband started doing cold showers and I'm thinking about it. Interesting. <laughs> I will say that I've, I jumped in a lake one time that was like frigid cold and it was so invigorating. And I was it like, does what? something to your nervous system. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I get that. But no, as, as of now, I'm still, unless I'm sold on it, maybe you can sell me. Wim Hof. Look, look up Wim Hof. W-I-M-H-O-F. Yeah. Okay. He's the one yeah. who kind of started it, but. Yeah, check it out. Um, well, cool. And I think it's, you're exactly right. And I love the thought of habit stacking. Like we don't have to add more time to our day to make our day better. We can add these success habits onto what we're already doing to layer it in, whether it's personal development while you're brushing your teeth or working out, or it's stretching during your shower, or you're doing 10 push-ups while you're waiting for your dinner to cook, you know, things like that, that exactly. can make life better and it doesn't have to feel hard. So guys, check out more Momentum, M-O-O-R-E, Momentum.com for a 15-minute consultation with Will. And thank you again for sharing your wisdom and your experience with us. I know our audience will be greatly blessed by this conversation today. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been an amazing experience and I appreciate your time. And thanks to all the listeners out there that gave me the time to, to drop some, some beats, some knowledge. All right. All right. Well, let's go live our best life, my friends. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. 
so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.